Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial, and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps, and eco garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global eco.co.uk. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For great customer service and a free home survey, call 0800 Let's go! This time tomorrow night, we'll begin ready for Spain against Scotland in Seville. Will we qualify finally tomorrow night or will we have to wait till Sunday or beyond? Well, with me in the studio, delighted to welcome back Peter Grant, the former Celtic and Scotland star. And a debut tonight is Graham Dorans, former Rangers, West Bromwich Albion, Norwich, Dundee, Dunfermline, and also currently at Johnson Borough. Warm welcome, Graham. Brilliant to meet you. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to tonight. Um, it's a big week coming up for Scotland, so looking forward to, to the week ahead. It sure is. 12 Scotland caps as well. And Peter, you two know each other well because your paths crossed at first when you were at West Bromwich Albion and he was playing there. Yes, I was part of the coaching staff with Tony and we gave Graham his debut and he thoroughly deserved it. He was a wonderful player. He was that good that I remembered that when I went to Dunfermline he was the first guy I tried to sign and it took a little while to go over the line um, coming back from Australia yeah. but a fantastic player and it was an honour and a privilege to work with him. No word yet on who it's going to be at Rangers and we'll ask you what you thought of Peter shortly. Don't worry, I'm just checking because obviously it's been the burning issue this week. Uh, who's going to be the new manager? And the betting now seems to be on Philippe Clement, former Genk, of course, uh, Bruges as well. Three titles in Belgium and the other contender was Kevin Muscat. So, But it sounds as though if you read all the media, it looks as though it's going to Clement. What do you think of that, Peter? Well, his CV... Matches with anything that's been mentioned, Paul, so far. And to be fair, I've listened to him when he was obviously involved in the Champions League with Bruges and whatever. Young Peter, as I said, he's a friend of Jack Henry's and Jack played with him um, when he was at Bruges. Uh, he played under him, sorry. And he speaks very, very highly of him. Um, so I think you, you look at his CV and you think to yourself, that's the sort of people. Listen, you talk about the Muscats now. The guys yeah. obviously have a background. Graham, uh, Kevin's obviously a background in playing in Britain as well he said management experience now around the world never mind anything else and he, know, and he knows Rangers as a player so there's all positives for these guys not the guys that are getting mentioned deserve to be in the running you know there's no doubt of that but if you look at Clement where he's been and what some it's been successful some it's not been so good yeah. And but that's management that's a life in management unfortunately but I, I, listen I think it's been an interesting appointment and I think he's got the qualities and he's worked with I think the boy Paul Mitchell's getting mentioned with him yeah, as well right. he was at Monaco yeah. and he's got a big name down south mm. he was he was a, a lot of praise down south for many many was years it? yeah 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 I think I'm not sure if it was Chelsea he was at or Southampton or whatever but he was one that was getting a lot of praise down there as a director of football so he worked with him at Monaco and they were muted that that's a possibility it could be a double Graham you had a couple of years at Rangers it was injury Problems as well. So you were there at the Cachinha days, of course, Graham Marty in charge, and then Stephen Gerrard. What's your thoughts on who the manager would be? Because I could imagine you, you, you never thought Rangers would be in this position this early in the season. Yeah, um, as Peter mentioned there, he's, he's got a good CV behind him. Um, he spent a couple of years in Belgium, won a couple of titles there, went to Monaco and had a little bit of success in getting them into Europe. Um, 
So yeah, it's, it's, it's an exciting one. It's an exciting one. Um, I think, as Peter said there, there's, there's a lot of big names that have been mentioned. Kevin Muscat, um, one that knows the football club well. But um, no, it's, it's, it's someone who needs to come in and get the best out of the players that are already there. And, and um, his CV certainly, certainly looks like he can do that. During the summer, like most Rangers fans, they felt it was going to be a great season because of the signings and the confidence they had in Michael Beale. Uh, what did you feel at that point? Yeah, I think that at the time Michael Beale got appointed, I was one that uh, was singing his praises. I mean, having worked with him um, and know that the amount of work he puts in, I thought he would have been a success at Rangers. Unfortunately, it hasn't quite worked out that way. Um, the signings that he's brought in don't seem to have hit the ground running. Um, and that's backfired a little bit on him and, it, and it's probably cost him his job. So, yeah, it's disappointing that they're in this position so early in the season, but... The new man coming in has got a big job in his hands and um, needs to turn that around quickly. Peter, what did you think? Some of the young players were thrown in by Stephen Davis last week, um, especially after the Aris game, which was nobody expected that to happen, but they bounced back at the weekend against St Mirren. What do you feel if you're a Lammers or a Desers or whatever and you see the the Zach Lovelaces coming in or Ross McCausland? Well, I was very impressed with McCausland mm -hmm. when he came on in the game in Aris. I must admit, I yeah. think whatever he was on, 20 minutes was it? I never seen him giving the ball away. He was very dynamic. He went to people, looked to take them on. And I think that's the difference. You get that experience when you get a little bit older, you start worrying about too many things. There's probably only Seema that's come out of yeah. that and played through this without any, you know, any baggage really. He's because getting goals, of, isn't Yeah, he? but yeah. he's played with a freedom. And, you know, and the young boys do that because they don't really buy on everything else that's going on. I don't know the rules up here about the 25 guys in the squad for league games or that. I'm not so sure. But that's why I say yeah, I'm, I'm a big one against the amount of squad, the 25, because you nine times out of ten, it's all experienced players in there. These young boys never get a chance. They're away with the B squad somewhere else where the manager never really gets to see them apart from training. So they get chopped too yeah, quickly. and they yep. don't get an opportunity. They yep. should be getting an opportunity to play. The young boys are there for a reason. Our debuts would probably never have happened the way they did because we were only young guys but we get an opportunity because a senior player and there wasn't so many players you could pick from you had an opportunity to come into the team and you stayed in that was the only way you could do it now I think it's very very difficult for kids to get that Graham? Yeah I absolutely agree especially at a club like Rangers um, it's difficult for, for young boys coming through um, I've seen a lot of very very talented players when I was at Rangers in the, in the youth squad um, Alec Lowry's one that he was just coming through um, when I was there and exceptional talent but doesn't really seem to get his chance before he's went out at Hearts and he started very well there at Hearts but going back to the game at the weekend I think Stephen Davis has put a lot of young boys on the bench because there, there was a few injuries in the, in the Rangers squad so um, young Bailey Rice has come in and, and got minutes as well so there is talent in there so these boys need to take the chance when it comes along if it is injuries that, that give them the chance then um, as Peter says once they get it they need to take it Calls are coming in for you Graham Dorans and for Peter Grant 0808 17 17 700 Let's go on the lines our Rangers fan is on Tarek big Rangers supporter Good evening Tarek what are you feeling about the new manager Chase who would you like to see? Well, good evening Well good evening panel first and foremost Good evening uh, Tarek and who's all on the panel tonight? I've yeah, been the catch. Are you not game. listening, Tarek? Right? So, <laughs> Graham Dorrance, former. It's okay. I've got that many bloody yeah, things. Yeah, okay, bloody yeah, things yeah, steady, on. steady. <laughs> okay, <laughs> right, right, listen. It's Graham Dorrance, former Rangers, West Bromwich Albion. Um, Norwich. Uh, yeah, exactly. There you are in 12 Scotland caps. Mm -hmm. And Peter Grant, huh? 
the legend. Yeah. Watch, 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 watch what you're saying. Watch what you're saying now, Tarek. Just before you <laughs> no, said it. <laughs> To be honest with you, Peter, yeah. uh, I've got some good news for you because my grandson signed for Celtic. That's right. Uh, oh, yes. That's right. I spoke, that's and, right. Yeah, that's uh, right, pal. You were on speaking before. Yes, that's brilliant news. And uh, he's going to be a star for Celtic. That's you great. know, I know he is. And, uh, uh, oh, that's great, Tarek. He's, he's, yeah. he's only six years now, but... Eight, ten years and he'll be making his debut you know? and you know what we're going to I do we're, well it's great news isn't it fantastic For, it's, it's fantastic brilliant. right Tarek lots of calls coming in who do you want to see as Rangers manager and you've right. got, yeah yeah I'd like to see uh, Duncan Ferguson given the opportunity because I think I feel personally myself that as a player he was a brilliant player and uh, I, I think I, I believe that Rangers are, as a club actually let him down and uh, I think he'd be a good candidate because I really think he's got a, quite a lot of experience and uh, I think he'd do well for the Rangers, I really do. I really think okay. he'd believe right. that he knows what it is to be mm-hmm. a Ranger. Right, well, look at somebody who knows what it's like to be a Ranger. I mean, it looks as though that boat has sailed, hasn't it? But what do you feel about that position, that, that, that suggestion, if it came in a week ago? Yeah, it's not a bad shout. Just something that you mentioned um, at the end of the, the chat there is what, he knows what it, what it takes to, to come into in a yeah. club like this. I think it's probably too early for, for someone like Duncan Ferguson. You know, he's had uh, time temporary in charge of Everton, then he's went to Forest Green and um, never really done too well there. So he's now went up to Inverness and he's starting again and he's, and he's had a good start up there. But um, I think probably it's a little bit too early. But no, I, I agree. It's, I would I would personally prefer someone coming with a big character. I think Rangers need that at the minute. Um, someone to come in and knows the club. Um one name that I thought, obviously, as you say, the, the, the ship's probably sailed, but a Reno Gattuso sort of type. He's got, he's just got the Marseille yeah. job. That was someone I, I would have, I would have went after. But as I said he's, he's only got the Marseille job. So, do you think um, you'd have we'll got him? Rangers would have got him a month ago because we talked about it last week and said, now there's a candidate. He's been here, married the Glasgow girl, so he knows the club as a youngster. I remember when he was here. But it's timing sometimes, isn't it? In football? Yep, you're right. Yeah. I, I think if, if you look at that, probably a month ago, yeah, he's definitely coming in and taking yeah. this job. Um, the way he was as a player when he was at Rangers, he's he had that fight in him. He had that bit between his teeth. You know, I think Rangers need something like that at the minute. And that's maybe why I'm probably leaning towards a bit more Kevin Muscat as well, right. because he had that at Rangers. Um, like I said, we spoke about the CV that, that Clement's got as well. So yeah. I'm sure he'll come in and he will be the right man for the job as well. Peter, uh, Duncan Ferguson. Oh, I think, I know what Tarek's yeah. saying, he'd galvanise him, that's for sure. Yeah. You know, and he'd get the fans on side. And I don't think anybody had been booing the team if he was in charge. <laughs> he'd come and get you, wouldn't he? <laughs> exactly. Allegedly. No, no. no, but he's such no. a... You know, but that's a... the way, he, listen, I think what we look, you've got to look beyond yeah. what his persona looks like. Yeah. I think he's an intelligent man, he knows what he's doing. You know, he's done, he's done all his work, he's worked under a hell of a lot of managers, quality managers at the club. He's learnt the ropes at youth level as well. So he's done all the things. He's done the hard yards. And listen, it's it's not a massive difference being a youth coach and the respect of that and becoming the first team manager. It's the experience you're gaining as you're going along and understanding what... But being an assistant, when you're actually picking the team and picking the, the, the tactics and who you're leaving out, all the guys that love you when they're your youth team coach or you're the assistant manager, all of a sudden you're the main man and now you've got to tell them they're not playing and they're not involved. Yeah. Then it becomes slightly different. Nobody loves you as much as that. So sure. it's a very, very lonely place. And I think Duncan would be quite acceptable to that. But as I say, I wouldn't say he's inexperienced in the respect of that because I know 
the things that Rangers are needing at this moment in time is probably to bring everyone together and I think Duncan is brilliant at that he's seen what he done with Everton fans when he turned over for a short period of time he done that oh, fantastic yeah, yeah exactly sure. but he done it fantastically well and they got results mm-hmm. with it yeah. you know and they but, bought in it but probably as you say probably that that's came too late you know, and he's got an opportunity. He'll do the exact same for Inverness yeah. as he done for Everton. He'll do the exact same for Forest Green. He'll give everything he's got. Probably in a couple of years' time, it's somebody they maybe look at again. You okay. know, in the respect to that. Um, Rangers fans will hope they don't have to look at it for a long time. It's such a crucial appointment. Um, is it a disadvantage to Kevin Muscat? I mean, he's got a big game today uh, over in Japan, so he's had to do it on Zoom or Skype or whatever, as opposed to. Uh, Philippe Clement, who can be there, of course, met them in London. Do you think that has any bearing on it? No. To sell yourself? It's, it's difficult, Paul, because, listen, it depends what way they want to interview you. You can sit mm-hmm. there and you can have a chat yeah. and people buy into you right away. Mm-hmm. Or you can sit there with a suitcase and put all the presentations up, everything singing and dancing. Yeah. Everybody's blown away with that and then you do nothing like that when you become the manager. So, there's Kevin's CV is there. He's travelled to, to do his work. He's been successful in his work. He followed a hero in Ange, yeah. and then that, that's that's not been belittling Kevin in any yeah. shape or form. But Ange was a hero there as well, and it's a big personality he was following. He's been managed to do that. And I listened to a few clips of him talking to his players, and whatever, and he knows how to handle people. You know, what I mean, I think that's what people need now, and they need that honesty and that clarity. The biggest thing you need here, and I told you for day one yeah. when Michael Beale went to the pub the night before and I said to you it was the wrong thing to do. Yeah. It was an unwritten law. I said, you don't do that. What you've got to do is, is don't tell the punters what they want to hear. Tell them the truth. Buy into what you're trying to do. Your training tells you that the way the team's playing tells the punters what they're looking for, Paul. You know, we can have all the computers and we can talk about XG, which the normal guy in the streets just no even want to listen to. How did we play? Did we win? Sure. And they're not interested in that. So there's a lot of things never went. So the press starts jumping on you. So you've got to be able to handle that as well as being the Rangers manager. And that's a massive part of being the Rangers manager. And I think Kevin Muscat could do that as well. I reckon he could as well. Final thought then for Tarek. It's not going to be Duncan Ferguson and we wish him well up there. Um, Kevin Muscat, you mentioned. What about Philippe Clement? You, you, haven't come up, you haven't come across him in your travels. What do you reckon? He's won three titles. Yeah, I've not, I've not um, came across him, and I'm, I'd be lying if I'm sitting here saying I know uh, yeah. a lot about him. But um, oh, go since, on, he does all. No, you don't lie. I'm joking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> since since yeah. his names come up, I've done a little bit of research and, and looked into yeah. him. And as I said earlier on, he's been successful in Belgium, won a couple mm-hmm. league titles, went to Monaco, and and done well, mostly in that first season. Um, fell away a little bit in the second season, and that's probably ultimately why I lost his job. But um, Monaco's a, a big club I mean he, he went there and he's done well and I was reading how they went and played against PSG who's the, the, the top team in, in France and, and they dominated them twice um, more possession than them I think they beat them twice so actually he'll need to come here um, and get the best out of the players that he's got and I see Alec McLeish who was you were with him of course at Scotland you were with him at Birmingham as well could it be John Eustace? Uh, is there any chance of that? That's probably another topic. Yeah, but it's really... Club. Listen, I thought yeah. it was really strange. Obviously, the American owners have yeah. changed their mind to what they're going to do there, but John was doing a great job Sixth there. top of the table. Yeah, he was doing a terrific job, Paul. But listen, six weeks ago I heard that, that was happening when, when he was coming yeah. as manager and whatever. So it's not down to John what he'd done in the job. That's for sure. He, he can be very proud of what he'd done at Birmingham City. There is no doubt of that. But sometimes these things happen and they want to change and it'll be interesting to see when, how Wayne goes in there. Would he be good for Rangers, do you think? John Eustace. Well, there's a big connection, you know, between Birmingham 
and the Rangers, blues, of course. Yeah, yeah, but also the badges very similar in the respect. I remember turning up my first day to work there. <laughs> Never seen the unit at the wrong club. But that was at Birmingham yeah. supporters. <laughs> Thankfully, yeah. we only won the cup. <laughs> That's right. Peter Grant is a blue when he's in uh, when he's in England. That must have you must have taken some stick. Oh, I did. Yeah, I did. Your old team I did. You can get worse when well. I went to Aston yeah. Villa for Birmingham. So that made it worse. <laughs> Tarek, thanks very much for calling. We hope you enjoy the Scotland game tomorrow night. We'll find out what is going to happen. It's going to be really tough. We're joined by. Lord Willie Hockey Willie welcome Hi Paul Are you just warming up for Sunday for the business show we've enjoyed it you and Tom back on there's been some great stuff wasn't it great that in North Lanarkshire the decision was changed because on the football phone in two weeks ago somebody came on and said come on keep open the Matt Busby keep open the Antonine and it was reversed Yeah 100% yeah. it was the only decision to be made for sure <laughs> is that an official comment from the uh, Go Radio that is definitely an official comment it's <laughs> <Business show. laughs> yeah. just, you... just phone Kia yeah. okay <laughs> say that exactly. okay yeah. okay yeah. give that a nod indeed uh, Willie football wise where do we start the Rangers is looking as though it's going to be Philippe Clement Kevin Musket's been mentioned a lot but what do you think any any insight what do you reckon is going to happen uh, uh, who, I, who knows uh, yeah. to be honest with you I think yeah uh, it's been a wee bit of an evolving door. Yeah. Um, and I think people remember this. You know, if, if you go back to, to way back to you know, 1994 and the takeover at Celtic, yep. um, I said that last week in an interview, for any club to be successful, it also has to start with absolute stability in the boardroom. Like every club, you take the sure. great Barcelona story, that was Laporte, all these guys came in. And what you really need is, unfortunately, you need a dictator, yeah. right? And I think what happens is when you've got a committee kind of running things, and, and I've met John Bennett, he's a lovely guy. and Everyone says the that. other guys there. So um, I don't envy them, but when you change managers so often, I think um, it's, it's, a, it's a real problem. But um, I've got to say that... Um, I say I wish them all the best in getting a good manager. <laughs> <laughs> right. But uh, no, it's 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 been a wee bit of a saga. Yeah. You know, I think if you look back how many managers that Rangers have had in their history, mm. and you look and they've probably had as many maybe in ten years as I've had in the in the hundred years before it. So um yeah, but um, it, it, I've got to say, it's not yeah. something that's keeping me awake at night. No, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some things never change. I'm really surprised that that's the first question. <laughs> I'm talking about the big game this weekend. <laughs> well, we're going to go to the big game now. Come on. For Scotland, what are you feeling? Spain, I mean, nobody thought we'd do it. I know it was at home, but 2-0 last time. They've taken us to Seville and they've done that for a reason, have they? The, the passion down in the south. I was talking about St Rocks against Celtic. Oh, right. <laughs> Scotland, Scotland. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah, yeah, I was up. At, I was up at Lesser today and watching yeah. the lads going through yeah. their paces. Um, you know, since they moved there, it's been a great. It's been a good yeah. luck charm for them. Yeah. I don't think they've been beaten a competitive game. So five out of five. But the guys were buzzing this morning. Steve was putting them through their paces. So hopefully, would we need one point? Three points would be brilliant. Yeah, we'd be top of the league guaranteed. So, uh, no, I wish them all the best on Friday night. I'll be rooting them on. And we're all desperate. Graham Dorans is desperate to ask you. Peter Grant is, you can't contain him. And me too. <laughs> How about this game? Are you really the manager in a St Rock's special against... Uh, a select? Yes, I don't know how I've been roped into yeah. this, but uh, it's uh, it's the. Well, watch you don't get the sack. Exactly. Well, I think it's for one game, so I definitely think I'm getting the sack. So I know that. But um, I think that uh, it's a hundred years of yes. St Rocks. Obviously, a great affinity with the club. Yep. You know the James McGrory Stadium. Yes. So it's fantastic. So looking forward to it. I don't know how I get roped into it. I mm. never usually uh, agree to these sort of things. But to be fair, 
I have been manager of Celtic once before. Yeah. And that it? was a victory, yes, yeah. in the testimonial game a way, way back. Yeah. The famous game, I think I've already said this before, yeah. where yeah. you know I took Henrik off. You know, and brought on <laughs> Yeah, so we yeah. we've, we've, we've mentioned that as to maybe before. You're the one that hooked <laughs> yeah. Henrik. Yeah, 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 so yeah. I'm the guy. So Henrik Larson yeah. says I've got no chance of yeah. uh, making it as a manager if you take Henrik last off and put Henry Blinker on. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I really look yeah. forward to it. It's sold out. It's, it's great. Yeah. So the good thing is I do know that I will be out of a job come <laughs> five o'clock. And and obviously the big exclusive like Go Radio broke, you know, Neil Lennon has been, you know, I've just got That's him right. in a bit last minute Bosman. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know? Uh, to be fair, when I was talking to him, yeah. he looked as if he just um, you know, just uh, <laughs> I'm gonna say, hit the Pissed a fatness test. <laughs> <laughs> but just about. When, yeah. is, when is the game, Willie? I know it's, it's Sunday. Sunday. It's a Sunday right. at two o'clock, yeah, and it'll be full. So Rob Royston will be, will be jumping. Yeah, looking forward to it, looking forward to it. That's great. We had the, your colleague was on last week, wasn't yeah. it? The week before. Yes. And he was talking about the history. And Jimmy McGrory, is he, it's true, isn't it? He scored more goals than any other player in British football history yes. he's the top scorer but what's amazing about him if you read the stats he scored 550 goals right? right and you'll not believe it for half of his career at Celtic he was injured no injured wow there you go he missed so many games mm-hmm. so his ratio for games played is, is phenomenal unbelievable yeah he, he beat the record of the great Dixie Deans Amazing. Yeah. Man. But the greatest thing about Jimmy McGrory was he epitomised everything about Celtic and, and Peter will notice that Actually, Celtic were going on a world tour and they'd actually done a deal to sell him to Arsenal. That's and they met the directors right, yeah. of Arsenal in the train station the down in London. Yeah. Chapman, right? And they said, look, we've done a deal. Mm-hmm. He said, you've not done a deal with me. Yeah. I'm not leaving Celtic. And yeah. he wouldn't leave. So that, that was, that's what makes Jimmy McGrory immortal when it comes to talk about the history of Celtic. And he tried to do it on the way back, didn't he? Yes. He tried it yeah, again. Tried to, offered them yeah. more money. More wow. money. And he, I think his response was, obviously, he didn't hear me the first time. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and they cut his money back up here in Glasgow, didn't they? That's what they've done. And so they yeah, say. They it's um, change days, Graham, isn't it? You know, with agents and things. How many goals did you score? I know you weren't a striker, you midfielder, but. And for my career, oh, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd have to check that up. But I had a no yeah. bad record for Rangers. I only played 12, 13 games and scored five goals. So oh, yeah. not too bad, but um, too many injuries. Similar to that story there, but yeah. not, not quite as good as record as that, but <laughs> too many injuries for me. Peter, you're a, it's the club closest to you. Yeah. The name Jimmy McGrory and that association with St Rocks well, as you say there's certain names Billy McNeil Jimmy yeah. McGrory yeah. Jockstein Jimmy Johnson these are the guys yeah. that we all represent every time we pulled the jersey on that's what you always remembered and that's what you never forgot about and as I said to you before it's never about the name on the back it's always about the badge in the front and they represented it fantastically well thanks so much yeah, yeah. couldn't put it better no need to go to the break you might still be here afterwards more questions <laughs> The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Design your bespoke solar PV system and meet your energy needs with no upfront costs. Let's go! Thanks, Chris, for the traffic and travel. Paul Cooney with the Go Radio Football Show with our friends at Global Eco Energy. Listen, thank you for making the switch every night from five. Debut boy tonight, Graham Doran's currently playing at Johnson Borough. We'll ask you about that. Peter Grant is with us and Willie Hockey is in at the moment, just limbering up for the... I keep thinking the Go Radio Football Show, but for the business show on Sunday morning. I want to ask you something, though, about Queen's Park in a moment or two. But here's a first-time caller. So everyone's here to welcome you, Tony, from Motherwell. Good evening, Tony. How you doing, guys? All right? Evening, Tony. Yeah, all pretty good. So, you're a Rangers fan. What are you thinking? Who do you want as manager? 
Honestly, I have no really sure. I think maybe come on edges it just for your European record, managing to get some goals and stuff against Real Madrid. But I was saying to your producer there, I think it's probably the hardest job in football now. I mean, the new manager comes in, he doesn't have the leeway having three or four games to get used to it. If he comes in and gets bad results three or four games in, you're miles behind Celtic, you know, that you are just now. And as long as you've got maybe a couple of games to get used to the league, to the players, obviously he's got the. Graham, yeah, we're losing you a wee bit there, Tony. Are you surprised they're rushing it or they're moving so quickly? No, not really. Um, I think the international rates give them a little bit of time to, um, to take a week or so, but I think the fans demand somebody in um, before the season starts. But I agree with you, it's, it's, it's one of the hardest jobs. You know what I mean? You come to Rangers, even Celtic as well. With both clubs, they want to win every single game. doesn't matter who you play against. They need to win games. Um, he has to come in and hit the ground running it's going to be difficult for him he's got to work with a squad that's not his until January um, the Rangers have the money to, to, to change players in January I'm, I'm not sure um, he's got a semi-final as well coming up so um, there's some big games coming up so as I said he needs to hit the ground running he needs to win that, that semi-final and the final when they get there um, so yeah it's, it's, it's a tough job for him but um, as you said earlier on the call he's, he's got a good CV he's got um, enough behind him that I think he can come in and be a success Peter do you think it was good that he brought uh, John Bennett brought in Graham Souness to help with this process because the football background that he's got and his affinity with the football club absolutely as I said to you at the time when he came to Rangers at the time he put a rock up Celtic never mind Rangers at that particular time let's no kid ourselves Celtic were wanting to move on and Celtic done that and then obviously they've ended up in the position they're in nowadays but Graham was a big part of that, he had a big personality. I wasn't surprised then when I seen Scott Parker getting mentioned because Graham goes to support Bournemouth. Of course. And Scott yeah. was obviously at Bournemouth yeah. as well, you know, so I don't know if there's a connection there as well. So And the Frank Lampard thing with yeah, Harry. Yeah, and he lives down that. there, exactly. Yeah. And Harry lives down in Poole there, you know, so yeah. there was obviously a connection, but I know Graham goes to the games. But it's an interesting one because did Gio lose his job at the same time uh, this this international break the last time when yeah, Michael Beale came World in Cup. remember yeah, that the, after Michael the Beale came in. so yeah, yeah. they're making a habit of this and that's something they've got to get out of and the only way they're going to do that is we get results Alec McLeish came in at a similar time didn't he and Alec won the next two trophies I think he won the two cups it worked and it, but then won the treble after yeah, that yeah. so uh, everything's possible but I think Alec spoke about it today he had a lot of quality players men you know that was the difference this group here we said at the start of the season I felt it was unbalanced I thought there was a lot of players brought and they were all in the one area of the football field I thought there was a lot of other things could have been looked at at that particular time the one we did put our hat on was Jack Butland we said that he was an outstanding goalkeeper and he's proven that you know I think it's everywhere else and you know what it's like when you've not got that confidence you can't just give them a bag of confidence and say right go now and you're confident now the only way you get that is we get results and building that and that's what they have to do very quickly and unfortunately for whoever comes in he's still got a lot of guys who are injured you know and that is a problem you've always got to have your main players been Celtic with Carter Vickers we see these yeah. how, how important they are as characters never mean anything else and I don't see a lot of that in the Rangers team I really don't I don't think they've got their characters and the, probably the guys they let go and probably Stephen Davis was one of them with the injury obviously but the other one was Arfield we spoke about these were the sort of guys you probably needed if you were going to integrate five or six of these new boys I just think it's important you have people that know what the club feels Willie what do you feel? <clears throat> the thing I was amazed at at the game last week is in, in my time in football especially my time with Celtic back in the day and we'd, we've had bits of turmoil and we've changed managers but every banner I've ever seen, it's always been about sacking the board. 
And I couldn't believe that the Rangers fans yeah. turned on the players last week. I couldn't believe the banner. Yeah. Right. So I don't know what James Tavernier feels like walking up clapping if you've yeah. just scored two goals. It must be the toughest thing, oh, it's a, isn't it? it? Totally. Well, where where do you get what? the spark to come out next week and put your neck on the line for the club? Graham, as a, a player, you were at Rangers. How would you feel if you come out and you saw oh, that? As it's you tough. Saw it it's, it's tough. I mean, as I said earlier, Rangers Football Club, you need to come and win games. You need to have a bit about you and you need to deal with the fans. Um, I said it won't be easy for, for these players coming out and seeing these banners, but you need to stick your chest out and go again. If you're not getting results, everybody's going to get it. Whether you're a player, whether you're a manager, whether you're the board, you're going to get it at Rangers, Rangers Football Club unless you win games. And I say that's why it's so important for the new manager to come in, hit the ground running, try and get that first trophy in the, the semi-final and the final and then try and build a bit of momentum from there. It was difficult, Paul. It summer, Wally, when Wally and that were obviously and I was there, going through that silks for change. And we used to score a goal and it was sack the board, sack the board, sack the board. You know, so that, that's all you got. There was no enjoyment for anybody, you know. And people say, does that, what's happening upstairs, does that affect downstairs? Of course it does. Because everybody's telling you and talking to you about it and asking you, do you know anything yeah. about it? We're desperate for to do what we can do on the pitch so it takes a little bit of pressure off everybody else. And we know there's certain things up the stairs that you can't speak about and the guys can't speak about. You know, yep. so we know that, and we're trying to build that. But you, the one pe- set of people you don't want to lose is the supporters. Of course, but you've also be, have got to have clarity as well. You know, the clarity's got to be there that you make the right decision, and you can't be rushed. Mm. You have to make the right look decision. At Man, look at Man United. You know, the fans, the Glazers. Yeah. No matter what the players do, and having a tough time just now. Well, they they, they they do turn on the board. Oh, there's absolutely no doubt that magic four minutes at the weekend with Scott yeah, McTominay, yeah. ten Higgs in trouble on the Monday. Yeah. There's no doubt about that, and that's what's happening in football today. It's a bit of a shame, but even again, you could see if, if you watch the start of the game at the weekend, Rangers game at the weekend, there was still a nervousness, right? So people, so uh, no saying we bit of luck. It was exactly what should have happened when the boy gets sent off. But it'd have been interesting to see that game if it had been eleven against eleven and the effect that the banners would have had on the players. And I think Barry Ferguson said it the other night, Craig Moore as well. And did you feel the same, Graham? If, if it hadn't got, I mean, we don't know what would have happened, yeah. but there was a real nervousness. Yeah, there was definitely. Um, and I was disappointed when, when St Mirren got to 10 men. I thought it was a right opportunity for Rangers to go and set a marker and go and get goals. But I think they settled for, for winning the game after James Tavernier scored the penalty. Um, it was a great opportunity to go and set a marker. And again, like I said, stick your chest out, go and score four or five goals and go... Right, we're, we're here for the fight, we're ready to do it, but I didn't see that at, at all in the game. It'll be interesting if, if it is Clemente because the yeah. first day he arrives, his name will need to change to Clement. Tony, have you got faith then in the board to get this right? Well, I've not got to get a great track record of it, so here's hoping to get one night. Can I just ask Graham a question quickly? Is that right? Yep, go on, yep. How are you doing, Graham? Yeah, not bad, um, Just asking you on the uh, James Tavernier situation. I think he gets a lot of slack every week. He's captain, so he always gets brought into a kind of question. But I, I think he's been hard done by the managers. I think he's, his strength is obviously attacking and his weakness is defending. So I've always said that Rangers would be a lot more suited playing three to back and keeping Tavernier as far up the pitch as possible as he can rather than being stuck at the back when he's, it's his weakness, if that makes sense. Yep, I totally agree. I think there's no secret that he's much better going forward than he is going the other way. Um, it's, it's it's a decision that every manager's had to make when he's come in and they've, and they've seen fit to stick with um, playing him at right back. But it is something that I brought up probably a year ago as well that is it, 
is it time now to move him a bit further forward because the numbers that he gets is you can't take that out of the team I mean the goals and the assists that he gets but um, as I said there it's defensively is probably the weakest part of his game but I don't think you can take your captain out of the team with the numbers that he gets um, and I think it's testament that like I said every manager that's come in stuck with him stuck with him in that position so um, yeah it's, it's one of those ones do you, do you move him further forward and um, sacrifice someone else I don't know I'm, I'm not sure at the minute well, I've, I've wondered about that for the last two to three years yeah. I mean he's certainly a good player 107 right? goals and if people and you know, the Rangers fans go and watch him every week and they'll know and they might be right he made faults in, in defending but how they've never moved him forward and played someone else at right back I, I, the, the thing that, that I liked about Tavernier is even in the Celtic games when we were cruising he was trying right to the end mm. right to the end he's the sort of guy that you know that you would want as your captain so I'm really, really surprised that, that he gets stuck. I think he's been a kind of shining light in the Rangers team for a few years. By example, Peter, he's not a shouter, I don't think, yeah, but, but he gives everything. But we've yeah. spoke about it before, yeah. Paul. I said to you, the biggest problem he's got is in the big games, when they count, he's lost goals at the back post consistently. Barisic the exact same. And the two of them do that defensively. And I think it's an easy problem to eradicate because he's fantastic going forward. He's, as you say, his numbers tell you that. His quality, the delivery into the box, the amount of assists he probably have will be amazing as well. But the bottom line is, if you're playing right back, you've got to remember you're a defender. While he was talking off earlier, we are talking about goalkeepers kicking the ball and passing the ball and whatever. you still got to be able to catch it. Sure. You, or you don't play. Yep. Anana's the best goalkeeper in world football with your ball at his feet yep. probably. But he's getting the most stick at this moment in time. So you have to remember your job. And his job is a defender. When the ball's on opposite side, we've talked about it in too many big games the goals have been conceded in that area of the pitch. So, going to a back three, the biggest problem you have with people up here, and I, I'm not being critical, if you go to a back three, people think it's a defensive. It's anything but. If you've got yeah. Barisic and yeah. James Tavani yeah. bombing on, and you've got that back three there, you're playing a back three every week. I've, I've said it so many times. Yeah. And I think it just gives them the freedom to do it. And they're two of your best crossers further up the pitch. You can play with your two strikers through the middle then, and you get the crosses in the box. And the game, I watched Arsenal and Manchester City yeah, the other day there so. I was bored to tears <laughs> you know because yeah. it was a right we'll walk with yeah. the ball where's the days you go and pass the ball quickly move it forward get it wide cross the ball in the ball or go get into your centre forward get playing in for there these things have got to come back that would be a better game but I think sure. when Graham's yeah. talking about St, uh, the St Mirren game yeah. that's what I felt with Rangers mm. I thought the game was so slow you know go and play with a purpose you know get people on the edge of the seat and then that's the way you try and bring them back you get more goals you win victories and that's the way you get the confidence that builds the confidence Tony thanks for your call call again 08 08 17 17 700 Willie you mentioned uh, your young goalkeeper the last time how's it going for him and uh, we hear great yeah. things about him yeah unfortunately he picked up a wee injury mm. but the good news is it's not bad news good. so hopefully you know it would just be a couple of weeks but yeah no he's a real prospect you know and obviously the last time we were on because there was every club in Britain was had an interest in him. But no, no, he's he's got a big future. But as I say, he's, he's got a wee injury at the moment, but hopefully he'll be okay in a few weeks. And I see today, Ajax apparently, I mean, third bottom in the table in the Eredivisie, which everyone loves to say. It's unbelievable, third bottom. So they're looking at your director of football, the Football Academy, the whole club, uh, margin. They'd like him to go there. I know he's in a long-term deal. What can you say about it? Uh, not a lot. <laughs> yeah. I think that's one for Leanne, but I'm sure yeah. I was just raging when I read it that they didn't yeah. want to buy the centre forward or the centre half. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's one of the coaching staff, you know, so I thought, ka-ching. But uh, 
No, I, I think, uh, to be fair, I, I don't think much has happened. Obviously, stuff has broken the papers, but you're right, for Ajax to find himself in that sort of position, I would just say to Marin, why would you want to leave a big club to go to Ajax or in relegation trouble? I love it. He's the only one that calls it Ajax, which people used to. Right. You know, you got, you got to be yeah, it's Sevilla and all that stuff, you know. Right, it's exactly. Seville. Aye, it's Paul yeah. Clement, right? right exactly. <laughs> Keep it and simple. I see right. Kyogo today got the goal in the match with Lazio. And I mean, I remember the last time the wins against yeah. Lazio and you were there, they went over there. Yeah. What do you think? Celtic? Yeah, been another great trip. Yeah. You know, and I thought they were really, really unlucky. You know, and it's, you know, and, and the way the whole thing panned out at the end, you think you've won the game, and two minutes later you've lost the game. But no, I'm really looking forward if if we have the same performances we had the last time we were there. I said, I think we'll be coming back with something to smile about. And Brendan Rodgers has got the fans smiling again. How big was that win at Ibrox? Because I mentioned Kyogo as well. What a day that was for him. And you know, there's no supporters there. Uh, they had injuries, and Rangers were going in as the favourites. Brendan was the only guy that we could bring back after when when Ange decided to leave. So I, I think that quietly now he's building up that rapport again, you know, with the fans. And I've got no doubt that um, we I, I couldn't have told you another better manager that, that, that was available that we could get. So absolutely delighted when, when I found out that Brendan was coming back. And finally, finally, I remember you, along with Tom Hunter, helping and rescuing Hamden because it could have gone to Edinburgh. Murrayfield could have been, make no mistake, that it could have been the centre for football which is just crazy and anyway what are you feeling about the Euros coming and it's good news six, seven games are going to be at Hampden yeah it's fantastic and uh, obviously watching uh, Ian Maxwell on the TV mm. last night that hopefully there's maybe a hint that there may be some funds available you know to, to maybe as he said tweak the stadium yeah. but uh, no it's, it can only be good for Scottish football you know and, and obviously the point you made at the start you know, thank God it'll be at Hamden and not Murrayfield because yeah. that could have happened wasn't it well, yeah it was it, it was on the cards yeah, it, was, it was an option it was an option so thankfully that we managed to uh, you know convince the, the, the Beaks that the right thing to do is to stay in Glasgow and, and look what's happened since the exactly. team have went from strength yeah. to strength yeah. thank you Scotland I'll ever get a training facility will he um, I, 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 I look at me. I look every time I look at Tory Glen. Yeah. I just I could cry because I just think that's where Scotland's training facility yeah. should have been. I, I, personally, yeah. Yeah. because it, you're looking across, you've got Hamden, you've got a facility. You know, when we and I just thought it was ideal. Obviously, I don't yeah. know the ins yeah. and outs of it, sure. but I'd always think that'd be massive for yeah. Scotland national team or national teams, I should say. In in a couple of conversations that I've had with Mike Mulroney. Uh, and obviously the, the deal that, that Queen's Park have done, you know, with the national team with Stevie using Lesser Hamden as a training facility and an eighty had since started using it, they haven't been beat. Yep. Right. <laughs> so uh, so they yep. love it. I mean to have a one point seven million pound pitch and yeah. dressing rooms the same as Tottenham Hotspurs. Mm. So the experience for a player, I don't know if Graham been talking yep. to any of the guys, but I was up there today and we're training and they absolutely love it. You know, first class dining room, all of that kind of stuff. So to answer the question uh, I think if anybody's going to deliver a first-class facility for the Scotland team, I think in Mike's tenure at SFA that he's going to leave a legacy that people will be very, very proud of. And the ch couple of chats I've had with him, I'm very confident that he'll do that. We'll watch Great. for that. Yeah. yeah. If we had time, we'd ask you about the man whose team's sitting top of the table down south, Ant Postacoglu. Amazing. And I heard people saying today on you know on Talk Sports saying, oh, Tottenham fans, are you going to come on and apologise? Because you were saying, who's this guy? Well, he's won at Celtic. So what? Yeah, it's phenomenal. What a yep. story. And obviously, when you watch over the last few weeks, it's kind of been like watching Celtic last minute, last minute. We, yep. we know we never stop, we never stop. But it's not done to luck. It's all hard work and he's, and he's got a plan and so far it's worked. But I think with the people 
love about him down there is what they loved about him up here. He's different. Aye, yeah. He's different, right? You know, he's he's real, right? And and what you see is what you get. So, yeah, wish him all the best. He's he done fantastic for us. So, no, I've, I've not, in the times I've been down in London, I've been going to try and pop along and see him. But hopefully in the next couple of weeks when I'm back down, I'll pop along wish him all the best. Great. Sunday morning, looking forward to it. 11 till 12, or get it in your podcast. Looking forward to the show. Yes. <laughs> I'm looking forward yeah. to his result. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly. what I'm looking yeah. forward to. Yeah. If he stays straight, in his job. Straight from the show to, 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 <laughs> to, to, to James McGrory Park. Yeah, looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Thanks for Bye. having me on, Paul. Thanks so much. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers, everyone. Bye. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Switch to clean, renewable energy and reduce your bills by up to 70%. Let's go. 0808 17 17 700 Wednesday evening just over 24 hours away from the big game in Seville where it's still hot it's sunny and it takes Graham Dorans back to his days in Sydney which we'll maybe ask about in your uh, the journey in football with Graham great reaction a lot of people coming on we heard Tony earlier on people saying great to hear you on the Go Radio Football Show Thanks very much. It's great to be here. It's, it's um, as I said at the start of the show. It's an exciting week, um, exciting week for Scotland. So, um, great to be here and, and looking ahead to it. Do you think he's angling for Barry's job? I mean, Peter, I'm just saying. Well, I would give him that. I would give him that. All Aussies. Oh, you should have seen the two of them out the other week. Honestly, they were uh, they were in great form. No. Have you recovered? Just. I haven't. <laughs> oh wait, oh wait, seventeen, seventeen, seven hundred. So yeah, I see today in the papers that. Uh, Angus Gunn was talking about Rodri's comments and all the rest um, and he's you know John Carver spoke about it the other day as well does that bother us going into it would that bother you that Rodri kind of dismissed us after the win not in the slightest no. yeah. not in the slightest um, if they can play the same way again and get Rodri angry and um, he's moaning yeah. after the game then we'll all take it um, obviously he's used to winning he's with Man City and um, he's used to winning every week so wasn't happy with the way Scotland played but um, Scotland done fantastic on the night. They were set up really well, defended well, Spain had a lot of the ball and um, they countered and, and, and nicked the game. So um, we'll take that again tomorrow. For sure. We all know it's going to be tough. Here's Angus Gunn talking about the game. Confident. Yeah, no, obviously it's a, it's a great atmosphere at the moment uh, in the squad. You know, we, we've, we've done unbelievably well so far. Um, and like you said, we're nearly there. So um, it's down to us to stay professional, go over to Spain, hopefully uh, get the result we want. Yeah, no, I think with what, what we've done so far, we've we've given ourselves that confidence that we can go there and and get a result. Um, and obviously, the points that we've got on the board so far probably um, you know make, gives us less pressure going over there um, to, to get results. So you know we can play with more freedom and um, hopefully uh, you know like we like we've done here at Hamden, go away and score a few goals as well. And we know they're playing well now, aren't they? They've had a couple of really big results. John Carver speaking about the Spanish. I think we'll be able to prove a point. I think a lot has changed since then. Obviously, they just brought in a new manager. They just more or less changed quite a bit of the team. They're now more settled uh, and they've gone on a couple of great results scoring goals. So I think it's a different type of game. I think they will have one sort of eye on what happened at Hamden when we beat them. But you know what? The professionals like we are and they'll approach the game. They'll want to win the game like we do. So I think the minds will be on the game. You know, I think that was in the past. Peter, what do you reckon and what's your lineup? We know that there's no Kieran Tierney, a real pity. He's out now for the campaign. What are your first thoughts for this match? First thoughts? Could you have yeah. me an interpreter for they two? The two <laughs> yeah, English yeah. guys that were exactly. there. You know what I mean? I know, I know young yeah. Angus. Come on, come on, Angus. You've of got course. to speak Scottish. You know what I mean? His dad <laughs> as well. Good work with him. Yeah. No, listen. 
the Rodri scenario, nobody bothers about that. They, they go out and just play. Yeah. Uh, Spain are an outstanding side, there's no yeah. doubt about that. Quality players. Scotland thoroughly deserved the result. They played exceptionally well and played to their maximum, really, in their respect to what everything suited that particular night. But you've got to work so, so hard. But then you've got to take your chances and we say it doesn't matter about the amount of uh, the ball you have. If you don't create chances and don't put the ball in the back of the net, you're not going to win games of football. And Scotland done it fantastically well and they've continued it with their performances. You know, they've, as I say, it's not just their performances, it's the way they've won. You know, I think they've had to dig in in many of the games and they've had to ping out a big result and every time they've managed to do that. And Angus, is, as I think, has been a godsend as well. He's been a terrific young so goalkeeper, well, done ever so well. Yeah. And we tried to get him many years ago. Obviously, it was in, uh, obviously it was at Manchester City. We yeah. tried to come into Scotland then, mm-hmm. and we'd been trying for so a long time. So you and Alan McLeish tried yeah, to get yeah, him yeah, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We spoke to Big Ben yeah. about it, and obviously we always thought it was Big Ben, his father, uh, his father, right, Big Ben Gunners, we used yeah. to call him. Right? So yeah. uh, the funny <laughs> thing was at that particular time, because there was still a lot of interest from England, he was involved with the twenties, nineteens, twenties, and all that. So he was very much part of their plans. But as time went on, they had a lot of quality goalkeepers and thankfully Scotland have managed to get a right top quality goalkeeper, especially when you've got the guys like Craig Gordon yep. and Alan sure. McGregor of course. retiring, you know, David Marshall's, yeah. all these guys uh, retiring, so he's came at the ideal time for that. Graham, what's your team? Can I throw you in at the deep end? Have you had a few minutes to think about it? Who yeah. Would you, who would you start with tomorrow? I, I wouldn't make too many changes, obviously, sure. tearing these out. Yeah. So um, I think most of it, Probably picks itself mm-hmm. um, the way the way they've been playing as we mentioned. So I'll go for gunning goals. Go for Hickey, Porteous, Henry, and I'm going to go for McKenna coming in for Tierney, uh, Robbo, Callum McGregor, John McGinn, Gilmore, and then McTominay and Adams. Um, as I say, I, I don't think we can make too many changes with um, the way Scotland have played in the last few games. Obviously, the, the England game was was disappointing, but. Um, the results we've had in the qualifiers so far have, have, have been exceptional so um, I think we'll stick with the boys that have been in there Peter what do you feel? I'm slightly different I've okay. got one different yep. um, because I've went the exact same I've went Gunn, Hickey, Portis, Henry, mm-hmm. McKenna, Robertson Yep. I've went with McGinn, McGregor, McTominay and Ryan Christie right okay and yep. Dykes up front he's gone Dykes yeah. rather than Adams yeah. yeah and the reason for that is I think you know you're going to be suffering a little bit mm-hmm. against the ball and they're wanting the spaces between you I still think the likes of John McGinn and Ryan Christie Scott McTominay can get to support that lone striker for the middle of the pitch anyway they've got the legs to do that you've got the two wide boys who can do that exceptionally well anyway you know but it still gives you the balance against the ball and I just think if you go and attack them, putting too many attackers on the pitch, that's why it's not taking Billy Gilmore out because of his performances. I just think you're going to have to have legs in there to go after it at times. And I think that's the biggest thing, Billy, and there's no doubt the quality on the ball sure. and whatever. you know. But when you've not got and you're doing a lot of suffering at times, I just think you maybe need that little bit more energy. And I think Ryan Christie's got that, McTominay's got that, McGinn's got that. They've all got that. And we've already got somebody like Callum McGregor in there who is that one that can receive the pass and I just think if you go with too many of that tomorrow you could go overrun Graham, Yeah I, I get that um, I think Billy can certainly get about the pitch as well but yeah. Um, yeah. I agree with what you said there we're probably not going to see too much of the ball but um, the more ball players you can get in because when we get it we're going to have to keep it um, we'll be without it for long periods of the, of the game um, I was close to putting Dykes in as well um, obviously 
I'd like to see Adams get a couple of goals and get his confidence yeah, up. But yeah. I think uh, Dykes' presence, maybe set pieces and stuff, because I says we're not going to have a lot of the ball, so set pieces and that'll be it'll be crucial. So it was a it was a toss up between the both, but I think Adams are just enough to, to stay in. Johnny's been on asking, what do you make of Scott McTominay? Let's hear what John Carver had to say about him after his performance of the weekend. I mean, it's great seeing him smile again because you know he's had a difficult time, but it just shows you the character in Scott because it would have been easy for him to give up but he stayed, at, stayed with it at Man United. He stuck in there. He worked extremely hard. He got himself five minutes, ten minutes, and he came on at the weekend because he's got such a good attitude. And he goes on there and gets the, 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 the two goals, which gets Man United out of jail. That's the type of professional he is. He's an ultra-professional. He's a player that can play in that bigger... He certainly is, so uh, <laughs> stuck for words at the end there. <laughs> Graham, what would you make of Scott McTominay? One of these ones that I hear people saying, oh, he's maybe not you know, fashionable in the terms of Man United, not a superstar there, but my goodness, for Scotland, he's been phenomenal. He's been exceptional for yeah. Scotland. I mean, I, I probably agree. I see Man United are a world-class team. When I think about Man United teams, I go back to Fergie, you'll probably go yeah. back further than me, and they're, <laughs> they're world-class do I think Scott McTominay is world class? No, but what he's done for Scotland has been exceptional. What he's doing in that Man United team at the minute, um, where where Man United are at the minute, do I think he should be playing? Yes, I do. Um, I think his performances so far, as he's coming on, he's only getting five, ten minutes here and there, um, and his performances for Scotland have been exceptional. So I think, as I said, where Man United are at the minute, I would definitely have Scott McTominay in that team. Well, the one thing you, you, everybody's critical of Manchester United is their energy in the middle of the pitch. That's one thing they keep saying. And the one thing he's got is phenomenal energy. Great determination. One of these guys that can wear the jersey. You know what I mean? He takes criticism. He gets on with it. You know, and I'm so surprised that he doesn't get a starting place for yeah. Manchester United. Listen, don't talk about... Graham's touched on it a little bit there at Fergie's team. You look at uh, Nicky Butt. You would never say Nicky Butt was world-class. He was a terrific player. But never had energy in the type of runs and the goals... Scott McTominay has got Scott McTominay was our best player in a really bad period yeah. for Manchester United a really bad period and he was their best player by a country mile and I just think sometimes the name doesn't so sometimes he's been there too long you know if, if you bring him in and sign him he's playing every week everybody's telling you how good he is you know James Tavernier we talked about earlier yeah. on got a lot of criticism because he's been there a long time now and they've only won X, Y and Z amount of trophies if he's playing, if you bring him in and he scores these stats, you yeah. know what I mean, then Rangers are winning trophies, all of a sudden he becomes a hero. They're probably the best right back they've ever had. They'll yeah. probably be saying, but that's the fine line. When Alec went to speak to Scott and his family, when we got him to come to Scotland, it was refreshing that he was wanting to come. You know, you know his background, he wanted to go and speak, but you could tell right away, Could this you? wee glint yeah. in his eye, that he wanted to come and play with Scotland. Yeah. And we were delighted to come along. But he trains the way he plays. You know, he gives 100% certain things in his game he had to obviously brush up on. But there is absolutely no doubt his enthusiasm for the game was phenomenal and it was contagious. And I think people don't realise how important that is when you've got someone like that on the training pitch every single day. is massive. Love it. Want more on that after the news? 0808 17 17 700. Your questions now for Graham Dorans on his debut tonight. Doing really well. And Peter Grant on his last performance. <laughs> The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For great customer service and a free home survey, call 0800 233 5788. Let's go! 
Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial, and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps, and eco garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global eco.co.uk. So the headline down south is that Wayne Rooney has been appointed at Peter's Old Club at Birmingham City. Will the headline tomorrow or Friday be the new manager of Rangers? It looks as though it was down to the final two, it seemed to be. Kevin Muscat, of course, in the J League with uh, Marinos. He's got a title as well, hasn't he? He's a winner. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the former Genk and Bruges manager, Philip Clement, or Philip Clement, as he may well be. And he seems to be in the driving seat at the moment. We've got Graham Dorans with us, who knows Rangers inside out, and also clubs down south, as well as up here with Dunfermline, Dundee, Livy, I think, in the early days. And Peter Grant, your paths crossed a number of years ago. Yeah. I want to ask you about, about life at Johnson Borough. But a few people have been asking there about the chat about Scott McTominay, so underrated in England. And you made a good point, Peter, about Nicky Butt. What did you want to say about that, how Scott would have fitted in in those days? Well, well I spoke earlier and I, and I was talking about um, Scott McTominay and, he, and he's probably not world class. But with a the chat there, just, just while we were off air, but if you put Scott McTominay into the team that Nicky Butt was in, he becomes a much, much better player. Um Obviously, as I said there, the Man United team at the minute isn't the same as the Man United back then. And, and, I, and I think he, he has to play in the team that's there at the minute. Does McTominay get a game in the Man United team of old? Maybe not. But we, we spoke about people like Nicky Butt, who technically wasn't great either, but had a fantastic career, done un, unbelievably well with, with Manchester United. So, um, Scott McTominay's a fantastic player. And if you put him into that team back then, then, then he becomes even better for me. Rangers fans are asking what is going to happen are we going to find out who the manager will be in 24 hours or so um, the jury's out on it Peter isn't it you sense they're not sure uh, about the two candidates who are there and that's we don't know enough about them I think Clemente at this minute in time will obviously if he's not is it Al Shabab he's supposed to be yep, knocking back yep. so he's obviously putting Rangers mm. under pressure to make a decision yep. the interesting thing will be if he stays if, sorry if he takes the yep. job mm -hmm. does Stephen Davis stay as his assistant does he bring his own squad of people with him because we spoke about it before people knowing Rangers background sometimes you need that little bit of help there. you don't want him to be to talk about players and whatever people think oh I better keep him because he knows the players sometimes that can be a negative more than anything else what you need is someone that understands one how you deal with the press we, we talk, touched on Ange earlier on there yeah. Forget the success he had as a coach and whatever. Yeah. The way he handled the press, I think everybody was excited when he spoke. He spoke sense, he spoke about the game, he told the truth in the respect to that. If you asked him a silly question, you got a silly answer. And I think people are surprised with that down in England. You know, I watch it closely yeah. in that respect because they're not used to that honesty. He said for day one, as he did up here, that listen, we try and win every game. Yeah. And people think, throw that out. And it's, listen, a fantastic squad of players. You know, I think Harry Kane would even scored more goals. People say they're a better team without him. I think he'd have scored more goals the way this team plays. There's absolutely no yeah. doubt in my mind of that because you've got to remember people say, oh, but Son's playing through the middle now. But Son played on the left-hand side. and was, I don't know if he was Golden Boot or whatever, but he scored a hell of a lot of goals. But it's the personality of the manager. And I think whatever Rangers bring in at this moment in time, they've got to bring in a bit of personality around about 
to galvanise them, the group of players, which you have to, that's the most important thing because then they'll get the results out in the pitch, which all of a sudden brings the supporters back together. And as I say, I went through a tough time. We spoke about talking about Wally earlier on there when it was Celts for change and all yeah. that. And it was really, really difficult. It does affect you in, no matter what you are as a player or whatever. It does affect because you want everything to be perfect. You want to win a game of football and everybody's celebrating you've played well, blah, blah, blah. But all you're getting is this criticism and flags and up. And it's worse probably now because you've got the social media. Yeah. You know, of for course. us, it was yeah. phone-ins and whatever. But the social media is there for the boys to see 24-7 and listen anybody that tells you these guys don't look at it somebody will tell them about it anyway even if they're not on it somebody will tell them what's on it so it's very very difficult so I think they need a manager with a bit of personality around about them that can go and galvanise their group of players and bring the support back with the group and I would tell them one thing stop right now going to wave to the fans because it just puts so much pressure on I just think to myself you've won a game Put your hands up, well done, yeah, thanks very much tunnel. for your support. Because they know you appreciate the support and go up the tunnel and galvanise yourself for the next game. That's what you've got to do. Graham, do you agree on that? Yeah, I agree. Um, I just think sometimes you can't win if you go to the fans and yeah. your ways. You get abuse if you don't go, you get abuse for not going. Yeah. Um, but I, I totally agree the social media and everything else. You, you, you can't miss these things if you if you don't read them. It'll end up in the paper or it'll end up in the news when we're watching the news. So you can't miss it. Um, I just think Rangers fans at the minute that they thought they were going to get a bit of success, a sustained success when we win the league under Steven Gerrard and I think that's there's a little bit of a gripe because it's, it's almost like they've went backwards a little bit. So um, I think they just want somebody to come in, st- steady the ship, get a bit of success and as I say, the s- sustained success as well. Well, they've got a chance of course with the League Cup semi-final coming up and then the final, would they be your favourites to lift it? I think they have to be. Um, they have to be with the teams left in it. The way they've been playing recently, I'm not so sure. Um, but as I said, if we can get a new manager in, um, he hits the ground running and I said he's got got to target that first trophy um, and build on it from there. Have you got a preferred team that if they were all fit, I know it depends who you're playing or whatever, but let's say domestically just now, with the players who've come in, what was it? Nine signings, 11 signings? There's a lot of new players in. Do you... It, are there obvious players that you think? I mean, I know Dezis is a, a tough time. Lammers, the jury's out. Sima, I'm not going to try. You know better than I do. Is there a team capable of winning these cups and challenging, well, overtaking Celtic? I think there's definitely a team capable that are going winning games. I think, um, do I know what the best 11 is in there? No, I don't. No. Um, and I think that's probably where Michael Beale struggled as well. He didn't really know what his best 11 was, but. Um, players that he's brought in haven't haven't performed to the levels that he's probably expected them um, haven't worked with him before I know how thorough he is so I don't think signing these players um, he wouldn't have done his due, due diligence on it um, so I was a wee bit surprised with the amount that's came in that haven't worked out so far um, like I said it's still early but you don't get a lot of time at Rangers you need to hit the ground running Um Couple of injuries to, to other signings, Danilo and yeah. stuff missed out. He was so. unlucky, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, but we'd only see, we saw that one goal. Uh, he took it well, got clattered. What do you feel? What about Desers? I mean, that was four million pounds. Yes, yeah, like I say, that you spend four million pounds in a in a player um, in Scotland, you expect them to come in and and be a, be a top man. Um, as I say, does it doesn't seem to be happening a minute. The only one that, that Peter mentioned the other one that that's came with. Um, that's been successful as Jack Butland and the jury's still out and the rest of them I think it's going to be difficult with a new manager coming in because for the next two or three months he's going to have to deal with these players he's going to have to try and get the best out of them and then um, see what happens in January if he's got funds to 
to tweak some players and, and bring his, his own players in for his new ideas. And that's above the manager's pay grade, isn't yeah. it? That's up to the owners of the club. Well, you look at it, Paul, and we looked at it in the summer and we thought Raskin and Cantwell yeah. were very good signings mm-hmm. last season at the, uh, before the season finished. All the boys that were bringing in, they were raving about them and telling them they were going to be game changers and whatever. So you're thinking, Rangers squad is no doubt is stronger after all fit. It's stronger than it was last year. Did anybody expect to lose Jota? Starfelt, Carter Vickers, you name it, we could keep going on. And you people would say, oh, well, Celtic looked weaker. And did say yeah. Celtic looked weaker, mm-hmm. you know, but they haven't been. Mm-hmm. So it shows you there's a mindset somewhere within the group that know and big personalities. We talk about Joe Hart, how important he is. People will be critical of him, his performances are now and again. But he's, he's had big saves at big moments, but it's his personality in the dressing mm-hmm. room. And I don't really see that. I'm not being critical of the captain in any shape or form. I just think it's hard enough for them now when they're struggling without results for a period of time. They've been constantly chasing for Celtic for many years. Let's not kid ourselves. We take away the COVID year and people still criticise me because I was saying I'm not sure they're they're a gang of players that's been able to produce in front of the Rangers support because it's all right producing when there's nobody there and that's when they won the league when there was nobody there. And they've not proven that over the piece that they can continually do that and prove the point that they can go out week in, week out. And as I said to you the other week, I mentioned the name Brazil, but what the point I'm trying to make about that was you have to go and win against everybody else because the Celtic Rangers game always looks after itself. Yeah. You have to take care of everybody else and they've never been able to do that on a consistent basis and Celtic have been, and they've been by a country mile, the better team and consistently been better and been able to handle the pressure went to Ibrox in a massive game mm. no supporters everybody was against Celtic Celtic was weak young boys playing at centre back everything like that and I just thought they were overconfident and I think that result plus the result at Motherwell going into Aberdeen yeah. that after the, the way that ended because you can imagine them coming all along in the buses all singing and dancing when yeah. Motherwell equalised okay. Then Celtic get it. So all these things. 98th are, minute. Yeah, sure. there's yeah. all these different pressures yeah. coming. And I know what it's like, Paul, playing on a Sunday or second mm. after Celtic have already won. Because catch up. Oh, it's murder. The best. Oh, it catch is up. murder. Graham? Yep, I, I agree with you there. Celtic and Rangers got into that game. Celtic were the ones under pressure. They just lost, uh, they just been put out of the cup. They drew at home to St. Johnson. Um, everyone was going into the game, fancied Rangers to go and win it. They didn't. I think at the minute the difference is Celtic have got match winners I don't think there's a massive difference in uh, the, the gulf between the two of them but Celtic have match winners and Rangers haven't people like Morelos Ryan Kent I know they weren't at their best last season but they had the ability to go and change a game Ryan Kent was sharp he could go and do something I don't see anything in the Ibrox minute it's really exciting I don't see anybody that can come on and beat a man and score a goal I don't really see it at the minute yeah. and I think that's what I missed I would like to say to Graham so when you look at the Rangers team, we talk about Dessers, Danilo, Sima. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm saying they three okay. are supposed to be number nines. Yeah. That's what I'm yeah, saying, yeah. Paul. And I keep yeah, getting back sure. to that point. They're all getting judged and they were playing left wing, mm-hmm. right wing. They were trying to play as a front three at one stage. Dessers looks, the game last week against uh, Aris, was it? He looked as if his legs were stuck together because yeah. just paralysed me. I don't want to miss a chance. But I feel for them. Yeah. Because if you're not playing that 90 minutes as a striker, as a number nine, and not playing in your favoured position, it's very, very difficult. You know you're coming off in a game. And if you're constantly doing that, and I felt that's what Rangers were doing constantly, they were playing them in different positions or not in the right position. And I think all, if you asked all of the, the three players, 
what the, the role should be in the team, they would say, I want to be the number nine through the middle. And I just don't think... And Roof as well, because Roof got asked to do against Celtic yeah. to drop into Callum mm. McGregor. And he, there's no <laughs> way in this earth he would want to do that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's why Callum got so much space, because they two strikers just couldn't do that. that that's on recruitment, though. If you go and bring in yeah. four of the same players, Absolutely. then, then you failed. Um, so whoever's sanctioned to bring, whether it's Michael Beale or or whoever else I don't know but if you're bringing in four of the same players that all want to play in the same position then it's not going to work they've, they've lost as I said their Kent we've not got any wingers at the minute um, so it's going back to the caller earlier on maybe it is better going to three at the back pushing Deverney and yeah. Barisic higher yeah. and getting the width from there um, I don't know at the minute yeah. everyone was saying it why so many forward players when they needed needed width and if you're not playing with Barisic and uh, Tavernier then but Paul, we've seen it in pre-season. Remember, we watched the pre-season yeah, games with Rangers. Sure. Yep. And we were saying every team that plays against them just knock the ball wide and they're getting crosses yep. into Rangers' box, putting them under pressure constantly because they're so narrow. And I just thought, Michael, and this is, maybe I'm talking about school, I just thought he spoke so much about Liverpool, 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 <laughs> Liverpool, Liverpool, Jurgen Klopp, and that front three. By the way, what a front three that was. Salah, Mane, Firmino. I don't think, I, but that's what I'm saying. So yeah. I don't think Rangers had day types of players, but they had Andy Robertson and Trent Alexander. Mm pushed right oh, up the pitch yep. you know so there was a completely different thing. I think they were obsessed with that and I think sometimes great you want to play like that but then you've got to have the right players who play that role and that's the secret when you're recruiting anybody bring players in who play in the position because Graham will tell you any footballer will want to play in the position sure. that he's best at yeah. there is absolutely no doubt of that Someone asked earlier about Stephen Davis. Would he still be involved uh, when when Clement comes in, Clement or whoever the new manager is? I really don't know. I really don't know. I think, it's, as I said before, the remit was just to come in and, and probably take these two games first and foremost. And um, now it gives the, the club and the board an opportunity to probably get something in place you would you would expect. But um, who knows in football? I wouldn't have thought I would be sitting here either. So. <laughs> I'm not too sure. What a player he's been, and you know him well, Graham. He would be, uh, he's a legend, 140 yeah. odd caps for Northern Ireland. But what a whirlwind week for him. You know, he gets the call last Sunday, well, Sunday before, the following Sunday, that might be it for him. Yeah, um, I briefly spoke to him the other day just for a text message. Um, and as, as he said there, I don't think he was too sure what was going to happen. Um, I asked him about if he was back fit yet, but he said he's, he's still trying to get back from his, his knee injury that he had. So, um, I'm not sure if he's fully made of his men yet I didn't want to ask too much yeah. and didn't want to too much but no listen he's been a phenomenal servant to, to football and Rangers so um, if there's a job there for him when, when the new manager comes in then I don't see why he shouldn't get it but um, if he can get his back fit and we can get Stephen Davis at the top of his game then get him back in I think What was he like to work with then? I love to get the insight that Peter brings you bring and so many of the colleagues who come on the Go Radio Football show what's he like? He's, he's great I mean he's not a, a shouting baller but he just leads by example such a good footballer so clever uh, and everything he does but just a down to earth nice, nice guy as well but um, he's such, such quality uh, on and off the pitch as well I think that's so important. We spoke about it last year when he got the injury and we said that, but even before that, Paul, if you remember the games he came on, he was Rangers' best player yeah, in the games yeah. he came on. And we said the same about Arfield and I keep getting back to that. It wasn't, it, sorry, neither of them were being given that chance. No, and we said that, that that moment in time, and I can understand people saying Scott Arfield maybe wanted to leave and continue playing and I understand, Michael, with that. that's no yeah. problem. But you've got to sometimes you'll get to that, you've got to make them feel as if they are part of it, even though they're not playing a lot of games. And I just felt with so much change and so much people coming in that didn't know much about the game, it was different when I played. 
because you had Gerrante, you had Fergie, <laughs> you named them all. They were all Rangers supporters. Every one of them, there was, I don't know, yeah. 15 of them, 16 of them, they were all Rangers supporters anyway. But then the English yeah. boys came and added the quality to that, you know, and that's easy because they galvanised you, led with Richard Goff, you know, and all yeah, these guys. Sure. So you'd coist and all that characters, yeah. that, as I said, Durant, you know, them, everything. And it was similar with us in the respect to that. All the us were predominantly Celtic supporters, so anybody that came, they could break in quite quickly. Now it's slightly different. So when you've got people like that, I don't mean, I mean good players, for first and foremost, good players, good character, listening to the boys that's played along with them or work, being in a dressing room with them, they're so important. And I think the manager, they needed that help. No matter how good you think you are as a coach, you need that to galvanise a dressing room and then they're telling the boy to get their finger out. Uh -huh. No hearing the manager all the yeah. time, if you understand what I'm trying to say. So when the boys are in the dressing room together, digging each other out, and I just don't really see that within the Rangers group. For me, it looks as if there's a wee bit of disconnect between them. Maybe I'm 100% wrong, but I've been in that many dressing rooms, sometimes you can feel that, and that's the way I sense a little bit. And I can understand because of the nervousness about at this moment in time. Latest news today on the... No away fans uh, or, or 800 at the Derby games. Celtic are poised to reject Rangers' request for 800 tickets for the Derby, December 30th, isn't it? Um, and that's no surprise. I think that's been made clear before. They're now saying SPFL bosses are pondering a major change to the league rules to guarantee clubs a minimum away allocation at matches. Of course, the SPFL is made up of the clubs themselves. We've long thought they should sort it out. Nothing beats 5,000 or 7,000 Celtic fans at Ibrooks, or the same number at Celtic Park and Rangers come to town. Graham, have you got a view on it? I think now the ship sailed a little bit. Rangers, I don't know if about Celtic, but Rangers have sold season books, so I don't think it can immediately change. They're going to have to wait until next season or the season after um, to change it. But in terms of, do I think it should come back? Absolutely. I mean, you, you can't get any better than the old forum games when there's four or 5,000 opposition fans there as well. Um, it makes the game. I think they do need to get it back. How they get it back, as I said, I don't know how they're going to do it if, if both teams are sold season books in the areas that, that the away fans are are seated. Mm. Peter, that's a danger. Younger people now don't remember it. And, you know, you see clips now. You have to go back five or six years now. There's a lot of posturing going on here, isn't it? I don't think... Well, Listen, yeah. Paul, we've said it so many times on here. That's what made the game. Mm -hmm. For all the years, as I said yeah. many times before, sure. we, we had the main stand, half of the main stand, plus behind yeah. the goal at first. A Rangers at 18,000 at Celtic Park. And people talked about the biggest and the best. Atmosphere mm -hmm. and all that, singing and whatever. It was brilliant. It was quite incredible, you know. You love that, uh, you? It was brilliant. <laughs> you know, and you wanted that. I think it's tougher now. I think it probably costs more money now right. for security. Because of the way you've got to bust the fans in, because there's so little numbers. They're in tours beforehand. Yeah, and yeah. where they're where they're yeah. packed like dangerous. sardines is yeah. dangerous both now. Yeah. You know, for both, and I think it's it's unfair. And I, I'm, as I say, I'm not going into the politics no. of it. But behind yeah. the goal should be the Celtic supporters, and yeah. there's absolutely no doubt. If you don't get anything else, fine. That's fine. That's segregated there, and then obviously get a bit for segregating the Rangers supporters as well at Celtic Park. That's what you've got to do. We've got to get it. Let's not be laughed at by people down south. And that's what they're doing at this minute in time, you know. And, and listen, there's nothing better when you're winning and you're giving it loud to the, the opposition yep. support, mm -hmm. a big groupie. There's nothing better. And as a player as well, running there, when Kyogo scores a goal, you're thinking, 
right, where does he go? Yeah. Because sure. you're scared to do yeah. anything. Can you celebrate? Because then you're enticing the crowd. But where else does he go? Because sure. <laughs> the four Rangers, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the stadium's full of Rangers supporters. He can't run to the referee. I'll run back to the halfway line. Yeah, I'll run back to the halfway line. And that was the hardest yeah, thing sure. and the best thing when you scored. And, and I don't mean inciting them. No. But it was, I was obviously I a wind-up all the time, you know what I mean? And that was part of it. Sure. That was part of the enjoyment from it. And it backfired, didn't it? Because the Rangers fans were just so... I, I don't think I've seen them ever as angry. And they were unhappy with each other, Graham. I don't know what you thought. Definitely, I agree. It, it fires them. Even if, if Celtic score and, and they've got fans in the stadium and the Celtic fans are up, it, yeah. it lifts the Rangers crowd as well. Sure. I think when there's no fans in, there's no, nothing they can do but boo and shout and scream. If there's Celtic fans in and the Celtic fans are cheering and, and singing, then it, it, lifts the Rangers, it lifts the Rangers crowds a little bit as well. So... I definitely think we need to get it back, as I said, but I just don't know when we get it back. I hope the young chief executives, Michael Nicholson at Celtic and James Visgrove at Rangers, put a stamp in this and show us for it. I know they can't do it right away because the season tickets are probably at both grounds. This is wrong. And we don't have a sponsor, remember, for next year. Cinch yep. are leaving town. Well, they, that's the biggest out, problem you've got, Paul. I, yeah. I genuinely do. Because what you're going to end up, Sky or whoever mm -hmm. does the games, are going yeah. to turn around and say, if this is not going to be allowed, we're pulling it. And listen, they never done a game a couple of weeks ago. The Celtic, yeah. that weekend, yeah. when Rangers sure. played Aberdeen and Celtic played uh, Motherwell, mm -hmm. they never had any games on the sky. Yeah. That could be the start. Yeah, That may have been partly Ryder Cup. Be because of the pay-per-view yeah. pay was yeah. on as well. Yeah. But what I'm saying, that could be the start. Yeah. You know, they just say, OK, well, forget it now. Mm -hmm. You've not know, you got a sponsor, sure. you've not got this, you're not allowed to no. bring Rangers and Celtic su yeah. supporters in, mm -hmm. let's finish it. You know, yeah. and that's what they'll do. And then all of a sudden, you would see them moving their backside then to get it done. You know, and that's God willing, it doesn't come to that, and we get the supporters back in. It's a huge attraction for for people down in England as well. I mean, as you say, there are a lot of people down in England look down on our game. So when the old forum comes about, then you want that to be the showpiece, the showpiece occasion. So they need to get the fans back in and and make it our, our, our as I said, our showpiece game. Quick break, 0808 17 17 700. You can speak to Peter Grant, Paul Cooney and Graeme Dorans. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Design your bespoke solar PV system and meet your energy needs with no upfront costs. Let's go! It's International Week. It's great to be here in the heart of Glasgow in the Gorbals, Paul Cooney, Peter Grant and Graeme Dorans. Can I ask you a question, Paul? Yes. Did Graham play in any Celtic Rangers oh, matches? He, he's a disgrace. <laughs> yeah, look, no, I'm just wanting to know. Well, we might come to... Ha, Listen, well, I know question. a lot about his it's, it's career, a yes or, but I can't remember. It's a yes or no question. <laughs> we'll cover it at about five past seven. We'll go over it. <laughs> Andy Walker will be on tomorrow night, so it's a pity you just miss Andy, along with Stephen McGinn. So, ahead of the Scotland game, uh, we've you're got dropping the talent, John, Mc, John McGinn's brother, uh, Stephen. I'm only saying that in the context Absolutely. of. Oh, so you're only going to Stephen because he's John's brother? No, 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 no that's all right. Falkirk captain, have you played uh, against? You must have played against him. Yeah, played against, yeah, yeah. played against him a few times. Aye. Good player as well, so he's had a good career. He certainly has. So, let's hope he's back as well. And listen, good luck to Barry. Um, he mentioned it on Monday night he had a wee up this morning on his knee so let's hope it's gone well Barry and hopefully you'll be back on Friday evening here in the studio Barry Ferguson must have been what was he? But I'm not going to put words in your your uh, mouth what a player yeah unbelievable player yeah. someone when I was younger we just spoke a, a minute ago there about watching uh, Scott Sport back in the day <laughs> used to go in on a, on a Saturday night and watch watch Barry Ferguson he was someone um, who uh Based my, my game on a bit as well. Very, 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 very good player. Um, someone who I really adored growing up. So. What did you like about his play? Everything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's he's uh, comfortable with all, technically very good. Um, 
leader as well. He's mm. we spoke earlier on about getting a getting a manager in that that uh, very vocal and a leader and, and Fergie certainly done that when he was at Rangers he certainly did well he'll be back on Friday night Peter Celtic is quieter at the moment but they're quite happy they were 10 points clear for 24 hours then 7 points uh, St Mirren just overtaken on uh, goal average with uh, Rangers uh, Brendan Rodgers players I imagine would have a few days off some of them in international duty I want to ask you about Liam Scales now nowhere in the conversation last season he spent at Aberdeen um, just shows you how things can change. Well, Paul, I'm going to give myself a pat on the back here. If you remember me saying at the start of the season when I watched him. Because he's left-sided. Absolutely. And I said I thought it was a balance that Celtic maybe missed. And I thought it was a chance for him because he'd went out to Aberdeen. I thought he needed that spell out to Aberdeen. I'm not sh saying that I thought everyone would go as well as it did. And he's still had his moments in the games. Um, but he's reacted to them fantastically well. But that year at Aberdeen... But I just thought he gave Celtic a better balance. I like a left footer than the left. You're playing with the centre backs, if you're especially in the modern day game and you're trying to play all the time, it gives you the passes. And I was at the game in Saturn, and his distribution from the back was excellent. But the most important thing, as we spoke about earlier, the first two balls up. I, I, um, yeah. Who was it Saturday? Yeah. Bloody hell, I forget now. Uh, on Saturday, Celtic played on Saturday. Uh, the first two was, balls went straight yeah. up the middle. And all Kilmarnock, Kilmarnock, Celtic played Kilmarnock, and Vassell was up front. So I'm thinking the first two balls, Derek's played forward from the back line, the goalkeepers pushed him up. Yep. Who wins the first two headers? Scales. And for me, that set the tone for the, his game as well as the team's game because they thought that was maybe going to be a weakness in that area with young uh, Greg Taylor in there yep. because they thought they'll hit that area of the pitch. But he came through it, won the ball, and done fantastic. They lost one header in the full 90 minutes, yeah, yep. 100 minutes as nowadays. Um, and I thought his distribution was excellent I thought his defending was excellent I thought he played really really well against Lazio as well he was really competitive he's getting himself in really good positions defending from crosses from wide which is important but having that natural balance so I'm delighted and finally he gets picked for the national team as well so that shows you how well he's done absolutely. you know so absolutely delighted for him and it shows you it's not the end of the world if you get put out and loan somewhere mm -hmm. as long as you go and take it with the right manner and that's what he's done exceptionally well he's went to Aberdeen and used it as a mm -hmm. place to grow and he's got an opportunity under a new manager through injuries we spoke about yep. able to stay there because we were talking about him going away the next day yep. to Aberdeen on deadline oh, day if yeah. you remember yeah. there was a Celtic had another sure. centre-back in and he never went there and he's now it'll be hard to shift mm. and I think that was mentioned on Saturday because Nat Phillips it would have been easy to play Nat Phillips when you brought Carter Vickers yep. back in but he didn't he stuck by young Liam Scales and thoroughly deserved it Graham? Yeah we, we spoke earlier about young players coming in and taking their chances he's certainly done that Um I've not seen loads of him. I watched him a couple of times at Aberdeen. Pete described him there. He's very comfortable in the ball. He's, he's a very good defender. Um, he came in and, and uh, played in the old firm game. Looked very comfortable. Watched him against Lazio as well and, and did very well that game. But um, as I said, the young boys coming in, they need to take a chance and he, and he gives Celtic that balance in the left-hand side as, as Peter mentioned there. And how unlucky was Stephen Welsh when you think about it? He just signed a new contract and he probably he would have played because remember, Navroski was injured and was Lager Bell just coming Bell in? Was just, I know. just signed. Nat Phillips and, had, and Carter Vickers yeah. out and Nat yeah. Phillips was struggling. Shows you how it can change, doesn't yeah, it? And, and uh, the manager said the other day that um, he's... Well, I don't want to misquote him, but he said he was. He's surprised him the most. Surprised him the most, and he said because he hadn't seen him that much. You know, when he was down in England. Well, I must admit, sure, Paul, yeah. I watched him in pre-season, and I thought the two young centre backs, Lowell, as it went, yeah, uh, went down to Fleetwood. Yeah, yeah, both of them yeah. done well in the tournament. Uh, sort of when they went to China or Japan yeah. or something, 
And I watched, I was obviously uh, commentating on both the games, and both of them defended exceptionally well. So that right away, the managers probably looked at him and went, he's got something. And as I say, it gives you that balance, and I think there's nothing better. And as I say, I hope he gets his chance with the national team now, because the thing is, he can play left-back also. Yeah. You know, and I've seen him playing there as well so he can play there as well so it gives you that opportunity sometimes you, you bring people say about centre-backs coming back in but he can play there comfortably Would he be your first choice along with Carter Vickers if they're all fit Mavroski comes at back at this moment like in time yes, without a shadow without a shadow of doubt The manager after the win at the weekend against Kelly 3-1 um, he talked about his players mental strength coming off the the disappointment against Lazio. I think it shows you the mental strength of the team and that competitive spirit. You could touch the pain from the other night because we played well, we looked like we were going to win it and maybe lose the game. And it was a sore one for everyone, players, management, supporters. Um, but we still recognised that we had played well in the game. Uh, so it was a case of having 24 hours to grieve on the, on the, uh, on the result and then just really focus in on this game knowing that Kamarnock will come with a good energy uh, Derek's you know, a very good manager he'll organise his team well and make it difficult uh, but I think the response of the players was, was outstanding and undoubtedly his team is getting better well I think the players have been outstanding you know, change of management new players coming in and uh, game by game I, I see development that was heading towards where we want to get to creativity the speed on the ball so um, so yeah I, I think obviously the opening period apart from the, the St Johnson game we should win apart from that then we would have won every game so um, whilst we're still making improvements and adjustments to the structure it's a huge testament to the players their, their mentality has been, been outstanding they, they have a real willingness to learn and uh, we have to keep learning and improving Graham Dorns it was quite a signing for Celtic to get Brendan Rodgers back whatever people thought you know the ones who were disappointed that he left but he is an elite manager Yep, I, I said at the time when he came back to Celtic, he, he was the, the standout candidate to bring back. Um, I've came across him a couple of times, I've met him while I've been on holiday and had a chat with him. Um, great to just sit and pick his brains and, and speak to someone of that stature for 10-15 um, for minutes. But um, in terms of what he's done in the game, I think his first spell at Celtic was incredible. Um, that, that team they had at Celtic, I think, was better than this team. Um, but I think he thrives to to build this team to, to, to get as good as they were back then. Was there a selfie on holiday? Did he ask for a selfie with you? <laughs> <laughs> he, he wanted no, one with Graham. No, yeah. He actually uh, said yeah. that, that he tried to sign me when he was at Swansea, so it was nice to hear. Right, no, tell us more. Yeah. I, can see, see that, but I can see I can a headline see that, because good yeah. footballer, comfortable yeah. possession of the ball, there's yeah. absolutely no doubt of that. So yeah. probably to replace Joe Allen at that particular uh, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so he wanted to sign you when he was at Swansea, and where were you? Were you West Brom? Yeah, they'd been at West Brom yeah. at the time, yeah. yeah. Um, I think it was, it was maybe after my, my first season uh, in the Championship. Um, a, a few teams came in and they were probably one of them but I wasn't I, I wasn't pushing for a move at West Brom I really enjoyed my time there so um, I was quite settled and it never came What was it like at the Hawthorns the baggies? Yeah, It was great I mean yeah. I, I had a fantastic time there obviously Granny was there when I first went down so I've got a lot to thank him for I was um, I was on the fringes of things for the first eight months and Granny was a coach and helped me a lot while I was in there Um and say thanks, so they gave me my debut against Man City and, and wow. never looked back from there. And that was the start of the revolution, wasn't it? Man City, yeah, it was just the start when they got a wee bit of money and they had Robinho yeah. and all the other big players were starting to come in. Yeah. So, um, we managed to get a win that day, so it was nice. Who was the boss? Was it Pellegrini? 
um, I think it was Pelican. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So that's great because I didn't realise that you know that you had worked together until we met uh, this afternoon. What about Celtic's midfield? As a midfielder yourself, um, two very different players. But where will we start? Hatati, attacking midfielder. What about that move at the weekend in his goal and the touch? Yeah, he, and he's the been vision? phenomenal. You know, I, I think we um, we had a little chat before we came in about the the talent um, that's coming from overseas. Um, I think Ange, the market went into over there. I played in Australia and I watched a little bit of yeah. football over that side of the world. I think when you're over here, you kind of look down on it a little bit, but you can see the players that Ange brought over. Uh, the players that Hearts have brought in from Australia, there's very, very good talent out there. Um, and Hattati's probably the standout that's come over from there. And what about Matt O'Reilly, who also was in Peter Stable? What do you make of him? Extended contract, same as Hattati recently? Yeah, I'd probably say he deserves it. He's, his form's picked up over the last uh, month, couple of months or so. He's scoring goals. Um, I actually came across him when I went down and trained at MK Dons for a, a, a week or so. Um, just when I was leaving Dundee very very good player and as I said he's, he deserves his new contract with the, with the form he's in and that I think the big thing about the weekend was Hattati's performance I thought he was outstanding but not just we know what his talent's like on the ball because I was disappointed in him against Lazio when I came back after the game my youngest one yeah. Raymond was asking me what do you think of Hattati I, said, I thought I was disappointed with him and I think it's because he set the, the level so high and I don't think he'd started the season particularly he didn't look as happy you, and I know it was people there was a lot of talk going on he's want away and whatever but it, it, it just didn't play as well and I think sometimes that can happen but on Saturday he probably summed up and everybody talks about his talent his goal and whatever for me was the breakaway with Mieda late in the game I think it was the last kickings of the game Hattati runs on the outside about a 70 yard run to get round him and it was unbelievable but that was his full game because he was a lot more intense he passed the ball quicker. He was a lot sharper. He went off after the opposition when they had the ball. When he lost possession, he got it back very, very quickly. And his full performance blossomed because of it. And if that's him on Saturday, that's as good a midfield performance I'd seen for a long, long time. He was excellent. As I, said, I thought Celtic played really well at the weekend. Yeah. I thought Celtic were excellent at the weekend, both in and out of possession. And especially coming after Brendan touched on it, the disappointment of the midweek and losing the goal is late, you know. But it, that's what I'm talking about with character. Character in the dressing room. Because it just can't come from the manager on the training field. Character within the team and the group. And that gets you through at times. You've got to go and start right. And you could see that in the way they done it. And the people like Hatati and that did that on Saturday. And that galvanised the crowd and the crowd were right with them. And they were excellent at the weekend. Gavin wants to ask you, can Celtic or will Celtic get third spot? So we know no points so far. Came so close. That was really cruel the other night. Can they still do it? Feinard at home? Lazio, I, I said, I said my, con, my concern is the Lazio. If, if they end yeah. up dropping a point, Dropping the, th the three points, that, that's a blow. Because I think to maybe get that, you'd probably have to win your three home games <laughs> near enough. Mm -hmm. you know. And I think they were capable of doing that. I, I, I genuinely did feel they were capable of that. So I think it's going to be a, a big ask. And I don't mean through their quality, because they, they may surprise and get a result away from home, which you have to do now, obviously. You have to do now. But they're, they're more than capable of that. But now we're getting players back. There is absolutely... But you've got to... We've got to have everybody fit you know we've got to have everybody fit we can't a few, afford a few injuries in certain areas I've been really impressed with Palmer yeah. as well mm -hmm. he, he looks a talent he looks exciting he wants to take people on 
So and score a goal. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So we things like that. So you're getting players fitter, and you're getting back, boys back from injury, and you're hoping you can keep them all. And if you can keep them all together, there's a possibility you could pick up a surprise result away from home, which you'll probably have to do if you're wanting to go through. Graham, what are you thinking? I don't think so with the start they've made. Um, I think even if they got a point against Lazio, they they would be in a better position. Um, but even going back to the final game, I think they could have probably got something out of that game. I know the sending off killed them a little bit, but um, I thought they were pretty comfortable in the first half and they lose a goal just before half-time. But I don't think Feyenoord played great. Um, so I think it was a missed opportunity for Celtic. It'll probably be a better Feyenoord team that, that they play against next time. So I think the start they've made it will probably be just too much of an ask. Mm. Quick break and then we're back. You know the number 0808 17 17 700. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Switch to clean renewable energy and reduce your bills by up to 70%. Let's go. Slunin, hasn't it, Graham? We've only got 10 minutes remaining, Graham Dorans. Uh, will you come back? Definitely, yeah. if you'll have me back. Yeah, I'll definitely come back. I'll go to the panel. Peter Grant first up. <laughs> he was trying to wind you up. I know a few people are on saying, what happened? You played against... Yeah, it was a difficult period for Rangers when you oh, were Oh, you there. don't say that yeah. to me, but no. It was a difficult period. I was on, but you keep mentioning it. Come on, you're wanting the result. I'm trying yeah. to phone, I'm trying oh, to phone right. people yeah. to find out what the results were. Because I'm not aware of the result. Graham, what's it like playing in the old firm, the Glasgow Derby? Whatever you want to call it. Yeah, well, it was incredible, but I said I wasn't on the, the right end yet. Um, obviously, it was a it was a tough time at the time at Rangers. They were going through a transition period. And Can you remember the result? No, <laughs> so we'll, we'll have a look at it at five past seven, we'll see. Uh, but no, it was a tough, tough couple of games, but... In terms of my time at Rangers, I, I, I really enjoyed it. I mean, uh, I was a Rangers fan, so getting the opportunity to come up, um, it didn't go how I planned out, but um, definitely once the opportunity comes up, I was definitely jumping at it. So, um, when Johnson Borough came up, I know probably initially, because you, you, you didn't play last year, did you, the year before. How are you enjoying it? How did they persuade you? And what's happening there? Because obviously, they've got Kyle Lafferty as well. Yeah, it's definitely different. It's different football. Um I mean, after I left Unfermline, I was probably more swaying towards it. Would, it was time up for me. I was probably going to finish playing. I took a year off. The problem is I, I struggled with knowing what to do next. Um, yeah. The call came in January and, and asked me if I'd be up for doing it. Initially, I said no, um, because like I said, I would, I'd probably made my mind up that, that I'd finished playing. But we had another chat at the end of the season. I sat down with the guys in there um, and they've got an exciting little project going on. Um, they want to do similar to what Kelty Hearts are doing and, and got through the leagues. Um, they've got an investor there that, that's putting a little bit of money in it and trying to get the club uh, lifted a little bit. So it's it's a good opportunity for me to get involved and, and see how that works at that level and just give back a little bit as well and um, see what it takes me really. Are the crowds coming out? The people in Johnson and Renfrewshire? I think they might have got a bit bit more when, when Kyle came in I don't think they were coming to see me but <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, it's, it's nice yeah. um, it's uh, it's a community club so it's nice for people to get along and as I said hopefully we can um, build on the project and try and get them up the leagues and see what it takes us it's at the opposite end of the scale look in Saudi or whatever and you've got you know, Jordan Henderson going there and all that money huge name and you've got crowds of 900 it, it, isn't that unbelievable? How have we went it? from Johnson Borough to Saudi Arabia? <laughs> That's why I said the opposite, <laughs> similar, opposite ends of the scale. In the, in it is, it's so different now. You know, this would never have happened 10 years ago. Yeah. And I also, mean, the thing is, at both you, ends. Ah, but you've got yeah. to give credit to him as well and the respect of that he wants to continue playing. Yeah. And people ask you why you want to get into mm. coaching, why you want to continue playing, because you cannot beat a dressing room, Paul. No matter what, all the money in the world you can have. Yeah. 
if you're going up in the morning and you're scratching your head, don't know what to do because you've been regimented for so many years, it's very, very difficult. And it's great that he's willing to do that because a lot of people wouldn't do it. You know, uh, and 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 that's for yeah, sure. And they sure. think, oh, I'm above that. And listen, he's yeah. a very talented footballer. I mean, I'd worked so hard to get him to Dunfermline at the time. Um, Did you sign him? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, because I don't know how talented a boy is. And that was only a couple of years back. So mm. you don't lose that talent. Yeah. You maybe mm. lose the legs, but he never really had legs anyway. He was a, <laughs> very a thinker and a passer, you know what I mean? So, it's correct, yeah. But, uh, so, but it's great, it's great yeah. that... that he still has that enthusiasm to play the game of football, and you can't knock that, that's for sure. Look at Darvel and you know the facilities down there, and you know, they would never beat Aberdeen in the cup, would they? And look what happened, absolutely. it was amazing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's what, that's what they're aspiring to, to get to. Yeah. They're, they're trying to get a better stadium, better pitch, and just as I said, bring bring the local the local people out there and give them something to cheer about. So as I said, hopefully, we can build on it and, and take the club mm-hmm. somewhere. On goal, one of the missions here at Glasgow Zone is to uh, support right across the west of Scotland in particular, boys, girls trying to get into football or any kind of activity because we all know too many kids and you've got kids that have got, I'm not saying yours are, but you know, it's the, they're on the iPads or on the game of, uh, games or whatever. Who were the influences when you were coming through, Graham, as a young guy? Who, who were good to you to encourage you with the football? Well, obviously, my dad, when I was younger, used to take me out and do everything. But in terms of um, joining clubs, when I went to Livingston, I mean, Alec Clarence was there and he was fantastic. Yeah. I mean, he was my youth team coach there. Um, when I went down and signed with West Brom he was one of the first person I phoned for advice um, he was great for me um, great coach but above all he was, he was a lovely guy he was someone I could go and approach and speak to I've, I've met him a couple of times um, even when I went back to Dundee I bumped into him and had a good conversation had a great chat with him so um, he was great for me when I was younger but um, in terms of looking up to guys when I was when I was younger watching obviously watching Rangers watching the likes of Gaza and stuff like that and then as I said earlier on Fergie after, after yeah. Gaza and players like that Lewis Ferguson is very much, you know, in the sights of he's now a regular in the Scotland squad. I wonder, could he be a surprise choice tomorrow night? Here's John Carver speaking about the fact that Ryan Jack was out of the squad, but uh, no replacement. No, I think we're just going to leave it as it is. You know, we, we, we Steve picked the squad and we had an idea that Ryan had an issue and we were quite comfortable with what we had. You know, there's guys waiting in the in the wings to come in. And I'll, and, and I'll touch on Lewis Ferguson in particular because of how well he's done in Italy and Bologna. He's had a great season. He had a good season last year. You can see him developing physically, mentally. And, and you know, I think he captained the side the other night, which is a magnificent achievement for him. Young young player coming through the system in Scotland, going out to a, a foreign country, which is not easy, going into a foreign country and, and dealing with high quality football in it in Italy so you know there's people there waiting to to come in you know you've got other lads Kenny McLean who's been excellent for it so we've got enough cover in that position um, to deal with the two games Peter well if we'd have been doing Rangers recruitment he'd have been at Rangers a couple of years back because that's what we said didn't he? they yeah, should have signed sure. him without yeah. a shadow of a doubt when he was at Aberdeen mm. and that's what we're saying and listen a lot of people would looked at him and thought he's a good player, you know. But you've got to take the opportunity to bring somebody like that, keep somebody like that talent in Scotland at that particular time. Yes, maybe even if the Italians did come from, yeah. maybe he had a choice to make. But listen to what went on. They were saying there was no contact made, which we found incredible. And I'm delighted because I watch it when I know with Bologna are on. I watch it to see him playing. Captain. I, I'm, yeah. I, listen, I said to you a couple of weeks ago, I noticed he was captain, yeah. but I wasn't surprised at that because if you remember me saying to you last season, the one thing that he does well, and it puts me. Remember they used to say Peter the Pointer, but you could see Lewis doing all that on the pitch. 
you know, and it, especially when you can't speak the language because he just arrived. But as you say, talking about football, he understood the game. He was pushing senior players into position and moving them about. And I think that's great credit to him. And obviously the manager thinks so highly to him to give a guy yeah. who's probably just still broken Italian. Huge, you know, it? It's yeah. massive. It's massive and great credit to him. And he thoroughly deserves it for taking that opportunity to go. And if he's in, like his father, mm. his father was a terrific oh, player. He Derek was, wasn't Derek. Terrific I was player. just about to say yeah. that there. I watched Bologna play in Milan it was two or three weeks ago. He was best player on the pitch. And he, and he was doing exactly that. He was organising people and said, I don't even know if he can speak the language, but he was he's le- he's learning. pointing yeah, everywhere. Yeah, course, and he was yeah. organising yeah. everyone. He was leading the field well. team. Um, so that's the biggest conflict he's played against Inter Milan he's the best player on the pitch mm. I think he's been linked to go to Juventus and get a big move so mm. absolutely deserves it he's, he's been he's been very very good when I've watched and your old play. club Rangers because Peter said it Barry said it it's not rocket science two years ago you could see what, were you surprised that Rangers didn't come in for him? yeah probably was a little bit yeah um, it wouldn't have been someone that cost a lot of money so um, if he came in and initially maybe a squad player and develop a little yeah. bit more um, I think back then they, they should have they should have went in for him so yeah a little bit surprised now I'm sitting here thinking 100% they should have went yeah, in but for him I think at that particular time yeah. Paul Aberdeen he never did a great season for Aberdeen no, that's right. and I thought that was I the know. time to bite their hand off yeah. because yeah. he played a different position yeah. Lewis is one that plays a little bit further up and goes yeah. and puts pressure on the ball and goes and supports quickly he's got the energy to do all that he can score a goal but they changed the system and he changed yeah. the system he played a little bit deeper and I think that never helped him but that's the time if you're doing your job you bite their hand off it because you would get them a lot cheaper at that particular time. So he starts, Graham, do you think, on the bench tomorrow night? Yeah, probably. Only because, as I mentioned earlier yeah, on, sure. Scotland have, have, have had a good run and they're sticking with the team that they've had recently. So what are you thinking for tomorrow night? We've only got two minutes left, Graham. What do you reckon tomorrow? What do we do? We're going to be under a lot of pressure for quite a time. Definitely. It's going to be a really tough game. It's going to be backs to the wall. Um, I think that'll probably suit Scotland with the way they're set up with five at the back. Hopefully we can nick a goal um, and get a point out of the game and that's enough to get us over the line. And for you, it would be um, Adams up front. You th- you reckon? Yeah, I think so. Dykes, as I said, I, yeah, I would probably sure. stick with the team, but I could see, if, if, if it was Lyndon Dykes, I could see why. Although often the goals come from McTominay, McGinn or whatever. Peter, what do you reckon tomorrow? No, I think that's why you've, that's why you've tamed Billy Gilmore and put Ryan Christie yeah. in more because you still get a, a goal threat from Ryan. Um, and all the midfield players really apart from maybe Callum and I don't mean that disrespectfully because of the, the role he plays in the team and I think you will need that but you'll need to get that support up there so I think if we can keep it as tough as you possibly can but I just think it will still be difficult Paul I just think yeah. Spain they know what they're playing against now they know it'll be difficult to play Scotland and I'm hoping they keep passing the ball the way they did at Celtic um, sorry at Hamden when it was about 80% possession you know what I mean because if they keep passing back and square all the time it'll suit Scotland but if they were a wee bit more forward thinking with their, their, their passing, I just think Spain maybe just had a little bit too much, unfortunately, tomorrow evening because I think they've got real quality players. And this is where, you know, five games, five wins, but where Stevie Clark, who's pragmatic, you know, he doesn't go over the top, does he? Yeah, yeah. And so this is probably good going to Spain. We're not going there saying, hey, we're, go- we're going to win this. You've got to think that we can. But I think his his calm approach might be the right thing. I, I, listen, I think Scotland, have, if you don't go in now think you can win a game, you're never going to do it. Yeah. The thing is, I just think I'm looking at the Spanish quality and I'm just mm. thinking, we've got quality players. There's absolutely no doubt that. We've got a quality team, which I would say more than anything else. But I just think Spain, they've got that wee bit of magic dust that maybe we'll be able to produce something tomorrow evening. And, and obviously, 
they'll be looking for payback and that's why I just fancy the odd goal will maybe go in Spain's favour. Well, we'll preview it again tomorrow night with Andy Walker and Stephen McGinn. Graham, great to meet you. Thanks for coming in. Thanks very much for having me. And we'll see you again. Good luck. Who have you got this weekend? Yeah, Kill Burnley at home. It is at home. It's a cup game that oh, was cancelled um, because of a bad injury a couple of weeks ago. So, Kill Burnley laid side. Good luck then, Peter. Well, I hope he so comes much. back, Paul, because I want yeah. to know that result. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see what happens. We'll preview Scotland tomorrow night. Again, we're here at five. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For great customer service and a free home survey, call 0800 233 5788. Let's go! Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial, and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps, and eco garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk.